Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Uh, we are back for yet another episode. Guys, uh, for Dan, you and Mike, you've been here since uh, since day one. This is our 20th episode. Wow. Yeah, I know it doesn't feel Come like by quick. I know it doesn't feel like we've had that many. Um but yeah, we've had uh we've had quite a few uh episodes so far in our in our seasons. Uh I guess two partial seasons. Um I can't believe that we're already through six races on <laughs> like season like what I know we're already April April is already almost upon us. Um, nonetheless, we're, uh, happy to have, uh, all of you here tonight. We're happy for those who are watching. Uh, if you guys can't tell, uh, before we get into this, uh, we're, we're missing a person here tonight. Uh, and I just wanted to say that our thoughts and prayers go out to, uh, to Zachary Bell, uh, our, our fellow dipstick, uh, who, uh, is, has, <clears throat> suffered the the loss of a close family member over the weekend so our thoughts and prayers are with you zach uh we miss you and we uh we hope that you will be back next week uh and our, our prayers are with you buddy uh also over the weekend i'd be remiss if i didn't mention uh my home state of mississippi uh was hit by a pretty nasty string of tornadoes uh, unfortunately, 26 uh, lost their lives, and, and many others have been affected uh, by it. I'm okay. My family's okay, um, and I'm thankful for that. But obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with those who are who were not as fortunate. Um, and since I'm on the topic, obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with those who are in Nashville right now who've uh, you know gone through this this shooting. Uh, so uh, that's kind of our that, that's I just want to get that out of the way. That's kind of our house cleaning, uh, you know, kind of our somber, sad stuff. But we do have a have a fun episode planned for you guys today. We just want to get that stuff out of the way. Let's get to some introductions first and foremost. Our our one of our resident Florida men, Mr. Dan Foster. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, bud. I uh, just got home. Had some had me some dinner and. Uh... Ready to talk some racing, some road course racing. Road course racing. The first time of the season we get to talk road course racing. Uh, we had all three series on track. Uh, Mike Daphner, how are you doing tonight? Our resident Ohio man. I don't know if that's a thing, but no, that that's not a thing. We're all crazy. You don't. There's there's no way to. No, nah, we ain't as crazy as Florida man. Let's let's just get that out of the way real fast. But no, I'm doing pretty good tonight. A little bit on the tired side, but that's that's life for me. So, ready to talk some racing. And uh, we're joined by our producer, who's uh, going to be a little bit more on camera tonight. He's uh, we we lost one Zach, so we have to replace him with another. Uh, Mister Zach Williams, our producer. How you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Good to be here. Hopefully, I can fill the shoes that Zach has. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk some road course racing. I think it was one of the best races of the season so far. I know you, uh, like Dan Foster, are a resident Florida man, but it takes a certain amount of crazy to be able to fill the shoes of Zachary Bell. He had a lot. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best. <laughs> well, right off the bat, I can tell you, you've got way too much Hendrix stuff there oh, to remotely be the same. Yeah, you, we, we need, uh, sorry, we didn't get, it was such short notice, we didn't get the Denny Hamlin merch going in. 
we appreciate everybody who's here tonight. Ryan, he's here. Uh, it is going good, uh, unless you caught the first couple minutes where I was like really sad and really somber uh, mood. But we're we're good. We're ready to talk some NASCAR. We had uh, three races over this uh, over this past weekend: Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup, all on the uh, the road course in Austin, Texas. Uh, before we get into our race review, though, uh, be sure to uh, like and comment. Uh, we want to know your thoughts down below as we go along. Uh, and also, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe uh, if you're on uh, YouTube and follow if you're on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, yeah, and uh, let us know what you guys want to see. <laughs> Ryan says we can skip the talk of that mess this weekend at Coda. Uh, I enjoyed most of it up until about the end of the cup race. I was uh, not able to, I didn't actually see the uh, Xfinity or the truck races live uh, because of the storms that had come through uh, the night before, but I, I watched all of the cup race. I thought it was good, but we'll see uh, how everyone else thinks. Uh, with that being said, let's get right into it. We're going to go ahead and get into our race review segment and, uh, we're going to start off with the cup race, um, mostly because that's the one I know the most about. So uh, the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix, um, it was pretty much a tale of uh, of two battling up at the front, really a tale of one, and, and William Byron was kind of up there in the mix. But Tyler Reddick, I mean, we you guys see the title uh, of this episode, The Ring of Reddick, I mean – Tyler Reddick was just class of the field, right? Like there was no other way to put it. Uh, if you wanted to win that race, you were going to have to go through Tyler Reddick. Um, Dan, what were your overall thoughts about, about Tyler Reddick's performance? Um, it was about what I expected. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I called Tyler Reddick last week in the show. So I'll take that as a win. Um, but, uh, no, I, I feel like after last season with his, his performance at, uh, both road America and I believe it was the Indy road course, uh, where he pulled off both those wins. Um, I kind of have a feeling that he's going to be the new road ringer, especially with Elliot not being in the, in the race. Um, so I, I just, I thought he kind of took off where he left off last season and, uh, decided to, to really show, Hey, I'm, I'm a competitor when it comes to the road course races. Um, I did enjoy the moment. Uh, at the end of the race with the Kurt Busch, uh, you could tell he was a little uh, emotional about not being in that car, but he knows it's in good hands, as he said. Uh, and I, I, I really enjoyed that moment. You could kind of see the emotion and the and the personality that really is, you know, Kurt Busch. We miss you, Kurt. We miss you in the yes. in the car full time. Most um, definitely. I like Tyler Reddick in the forty five, but I hate how Kurt had to give it up. It was. Uh, you know, it really was kind of one of those moments that really didn't feel like he got to go out on his terms. Agreed. Uh, and and for a champion of the sport, you know, he kind of, I feel like he deserved that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, so I got to get everyone's thoughts on this and we'll go around the, around the room here. Um, this was the first race, uh, first road course race of 2023. And it was the first race that we had for the, uh, for the cups here, well, for all series that did not have stage cautions. There were still stage points awarded uh, and a playoff point, but there were no stage cautions. 
Uh, and I have to get all of your opinions uh, on how that was overall. Mike, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts on having no stage costumes? Um, I thought the idea was good. I thought it went well. Other than the end of stage one, I would have liked to just see him stay under caution for an extra lap and not have that weird situation where they started and as soon as they got to the line, they basically had like what two, three hundred feet to determine who was who was winning and like where who finished where in stage one, and that just created a lot of confusion. So I'd like to see a little bit of a rule modification that if you're under caution on the final lap of the stage, that it just they extend the caution for a lap. I just don't understand, like. Uh perhaps I was wrong on this, but I thought, you know, they were like, they're going to race back to the line for like two or 300 feet. Uh, I thought it was a penalty for the, for the leader to be passed on the restart before getting to the line. Like, yeah, I thought, I didn't think he was passed. He wasn't, but I thought like they were acting like on the broadcast, they were acting like, you know, they're racing back to the line for the stage win. I thought so it was, a, you, you can beat them back to the line on any restart. You just can't do it on the start of the race. Is my understanding. Maybe so. I, I wasn't sure on that. I, I know I know there's some kind of rule in there for like if the leader spins their tires or whatever, but uh definitely a, a little a little fluky there, but overall I thought it was a good uh you know, I thought it was good not having the, the stage cautions. Uh overall it really made the race flow a little bit different. Uh Zach, what were your thoughts on on that? Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought it made the race flow better. And the strategy came into it more, the pit strategy with the two or three stop options. Yeah, that was another thing. That was another uh, way that Tyler Reddick was just lights out above the above the field. He was on the two stop strategy and they were out so far ahead that when they realized that wasn't going to work, they were like, just come in again anyway. We're like so right. far. Ahead. That and then the speed, the speeding penalties too got people. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I like I liked it because it to me it reminded me of old school. Um, I mean, I I I really got into NASCAR the early two thousands, and really the the reverse pit cycle strategy was just kind of really getting popular then, and I was glad to see it back. I mean, I I personally am not a big fan of the cautions at the stage finishes, um, just because you're you're taking you know three or four laps to to reset the field and get them all lined up again whenever, especially at the road courses when they take forever anyways. Um, I understand it, like maybe, you know, short track or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I was I was excited for it. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, it kind of took me back to uh, my younger years. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's right. Speeding penalties and cutting the course penalties. There were a few that were caught by that uh, through the S's. The I thought they would just do what they do at some other road courses where you just have to stop and, you know, stop and go, but they made them go through an entire pass through for that. That was, um, and there was one driver, I believe that got like a, a 30 second time penalty at the end. Was that, uh, I want to say there was a 30 second time penalty at the end of the cup race because someone cut the S's on the last lap and they, there was no pa uh, pass through. I can't remember who it was. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. 
on that. But I mean, the last the last two that were running was Suarez, Logano, Raikkonen, and Almirola. Those were the last four that were still running on track at the end of the race. I'm not. I don't remember exactly who it was, but uh, nonetheless, uh, <clears throat> how about I got to mention this? Um, you know, there were obviously there was some chaos there at the end. Um, what about? I mean, we had some some action. It wasn't like it was just a, a boring road course race. Uh, how about uh, Brad Keselowski spun? I I think as many times as the number on his car. Uh, <laughs> Good thing it's a single digit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I think uh, I think Brad was trying to go for uh, trying to get the over under on the on the car door. Yes, Mike. It was Kimi Raikkonen, unspecified infraction. See notes. Shortcut course. Thirty second post race penalty. That's what I thought. I knew there was someone that uh, that I saw Bob Pockers tweet uh, about that. Um. So yeah, we had that, and then uh, Bubba Wallace with uh, some controversial. I really would like to know what the twenty three eleven team meeting was like today, because <laughs> you have one driver who's walking in with a trophy, and the other one saying that he should be replaced. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, you know, obviously Bubba Wallace is he. We've seen him; he's very hard on himself. Um, and, and ultimately, I think it's just the frustration of the race. That's what did that. But it was, you know, that's definitely a soundbite that we're going to play for for weeks to come now. Um, I'll have well, to work on getting that into our audio bites. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're gonna have, a, uh, you know, anytime somebody says something on the show, that's what we're going to play. We're just going to have, you know, I should just be replaced. Nonetheless, uh, Xfinity and uh, Trucks, they both ran on Saturday. And I want it to be known that I was the only one out of our group on uh, that did not pick A.J. Allmendinger just because I didn't want all of us to pick A.J. Allmendinger. How'd and that go for you, bud? I, I, I'm the only one that, that, got the, that got the short end of the stick on it, so... AJ Allmendinger, he he dominated the Xfinity race about the same way that Reddick uh, did the Cup race, and then uh, Zane Smith uh, literally burned it down in his uh, in his post race uh, after winning the truck race. Just stand there and watch it burn. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, they found the defect in the mud flaps. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that I I didn't watch the race live. I had a birthday party I had to attend, but I did get a picture of that of him just standing there staring at it. I'm like, you know, who doesn't want to just watch the world burn? I was there for it. I like, <laughs> absolutely. Let's go burn it down. Let the car just melt. I don't care. I, yeah. I was excited for Zane Smith. Um, you know, I don't know if I did I pick him last week. I don't think I did. You know, it's kind of hard for NASCAR to inspect the truck. If there's no truck to inspect, exactly. like, look, you can't tell me I cheated. If the car's <laughs> you can't not tell there. me I'm cheating. If the truck's not there, like, I want to I want to thank you for reminding me of that, uh, Ryan. I was just about to to go over that. Uh, Daniel Suarez uh, at the end of the Cup race. Uh, I got to admit, Daniel Suarez is not typically a guy. I know he had the Michael McDowell incident at Phoenix a, a couple of years ago, but Daniel Suarez is not typically a guy I expect to just get really heated. And uh, he chased down Alex Bowman. 
uh, at the end of the at the end of the race, and as they were getting on to pit road, bumped his own teammate out of the way, uh, just so he could get to the back bumper of Alex Bowman. Some have speculated that that could result in a penalty uh, <clears throat> by endangering the NASCAR officials on pit road. Um, ultimately, Suarez and and Bowman talked it out, and I think Bowman. Uh, then was able to turn the blame to Ross Chastain as if the entire world is not the fault of Ross Chastain. Uh, Talking about watching the world burn. <laughs> That's what Ross I, Chastain's here for, guys. I think no, Ross, He's here to set the world on fire. There's a difference. I think Ross Chastain true. just gets out of the car every week and expects a driver to come up to him and be like, what the heck? And then, um, for, for a while, he will be the ultimate scapegoat. Oh, it wasn't me. It was him. And just, you know, yeah. hey. No, he Ross Chastain could be up in – Ross Chastain could be in fifth and someone get wrecked in, in 26th and they go, it was Ross Chastain, and they would believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you see what happened here on this re- – and the announcers would play into it. They were like, see what happened on this announcement is for whatever reason – or on this restart is Ross Chastain didn't go, and that's what stacked the <laughs> yeah. field up and caused this wreck back here. <laughs> I do feel like, in all seriousness, I do feel like Ross Chastain is under a bit of a microscope right now because of all the, you know, like any mistake, yeah, anything that he does, like any mistake that he makes, everybody's just like, we got to hone in on it. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll see if if NASCAR decides to penalize Daniel Suarez for for what he did. Uh, they shouldn't. I, you I know, there's. I don't feel like it was overly aggressive. I, I, I do understand, you know, oh, NASCAR officials, but it was really before they even got to the officials, they were still kind of on the little entry road. Um, I personally don't think it's going to be any kind of penalty. I, d- I do know that Ross and Daniel had some uh, conversation after the race. Um, I don't know who was really pointing the finger at who. I think it was kind of both, no, it's your fault. Um, but. I don't really see this being a penalty personally. That's another team meeting I would have liked to have been at today. (laughs) (laughs) With Kimmy with with the penalty in the back. (laughs) Yeah. And it it wasn't even like it was like, it's not like he drove through him. He just like bumped him a couple of times. Like, Hey, I'm here. I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. It's not like he, like the old Kyle Bush Kevin Harvick incident where Kyle Bush pushed literally pushed Kevin Harvick's car out of the way. Yeah. Ricky Rudd, yeah. Kevin Harvick. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's just trying, to, he's just yeah. trying yeah. to rattle his cage a little bit. You know, we we get to this point though, and I mean like the way those coda restarts went, like you kind of had to do that. Or, like, you kind of had to make the moves that Chastain or Bowman or Suarez or any of you kind of had to make those moves or somebody was going to do it to you. Like, mm-hmm. that that just seemed to be how those restarts worked, going up the hill and into that first turn, especially there at the end. Very, I mean, we had, what, two, three overtimes in a row at after that? Three, yeah. It, yeah, it's like, 
after a while, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm watching as a, as an MTJ fan, you know, he was fourth on a restart and I knew as soon as he took the outside line on the, on the choose was like, this is not going to be good for him uh, because somebody's just going to get sent into him. And, and that's what happened uh, ultimately in the Suarez incident. I believe it was Chastain sent Bowman into Suarez and sent Suarez into Truex. <laughs> but you know, I, that's just how that first corner seemed to go. I really appreciated there on that first restart, the top 10 or so actually made it through relatively calm and actually raced it out for the, for the most part. But, you know, all those drivers in the back, they had to mess it up. Ryan said he believe he'd be surprised if Suarez didn't get some sort of a penalty. Uh, I could see maybe a maybe a fine. You know, I, I really hope they don't dock him any points for it, but I could see maybe a maybe a fine uh, just for endangering, you know, potentially endangering the uh, potentially endangering people. Ryan said he, he felt the same about Logano, had no clue why he took the outside lane, had a top 10 run going until he made that choice. Yeah, that was that was the way I felt with True. I felt like I would have rather had been third or fourth in line on the inside than than second or third on the outside, just by the way the the restarts were going. But nonetheless, uh, one other thing that came out of the Xfinity race, uh the first race for the dash for cash uh, is coming up this next weekend in Richmond. Uh, and the four drivers to qualify for that were Sam Mayer, Daniel Hemrick, uh, Justin Allgaier, and, uh, oh gosh, uh, Sammy Smith. So uh, all four of those drivers will qualify for the dash for cash Uh Sammy Smith, you know, they were talking about that. I do remember they were talking about this. Uh, Dan, I'm going to I'm gonna give this to you. Anybody can chime in uh, and anybody watching. Think back to when you were 18, like uh, like Sammy Smith is. What would you do if you won 100000 <laughs> What would you do uh, at 18 years old if you won $100,000? <laughs> um, I would have bought a lot of things I didn't need. Let's just go with that. Um, yeah. Made a lot of bad decisions. I probably would have had in like a new car. Obviously, at that point, he probably still couldn't buy a brand new house. But you know, maybe a good down payment on a house. As you know, the the smart decisions to make. But I probably would have bought like video games, like the, whatever the newest PlayStation was at the time. Um, matter of fact, I was going through some stuff in my parents' house. I, I used to buy a ton of the actual like music CDs. I probably would have bought everything that I could find of any artist. Like I, I would have wasted it on a bunch of stuff that I didn't need that wasn't important. But that gummit, if he does it, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'd have bought three PlayStation of the newest PlayStations just to say that I had. <laughs> I love how you how you have with the dash for cash, and this is one interesting thing about the Xfinity series. You have an 18 year old like Sammy Smith. And then you have, you know, an older veteran like Justin Allgaier. If he wins a hundred thousand dollars, it's like, all right, honey, let's put this up for the, for the kids college fund. Like, right. You know, like, um, or pay, finish paying off the house or something like that. You know? Yeah. We're, you know, so interesting, you know, certainly I don't know what I would do with a hundred thousand dollars now. Um, 
No kid. Oh, I do. I, I know what I would do. I'd, I'd have a I'd have a much uh, better studio here for running on scuffs. I can assure you of that. You'd have a corporate uh, headquarters. Let, let's be realistic. <laughs> let's be realistic here, Justin. You would just have a much bigger Martin Truex Jr. flag. Okay, it would just cover the entire wall. It'd be like yeah, it would just spread like go over the ceiling and and stuff like that. Just the whole room. Canvas the whole room is just canvas and Truex stuff. If you guys have ever seen like the uh, the Mariah Carey obsessed music video where the guy's got like pictures of her plastered like all over the room, that's what I would do with Truex. Just like have, just have an oh, entire yeah. phantom. Careful, it's not Christmas time. If you say her name twice more, you'll summon her like Beetlejuice. That's right. <laughs> Look, if we got Mariah Carey on the show, she may not know anything about NASCAR, but I guarantee you the viewership would go up. Like, I just want one whistle note if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. I'm not entirely <laughs> certain that I that that type of viewership would be necessarily good for our brand here. Hey, any viewership All publicity is good. Is good publicity. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys down in the comments, let us know if you want Mariah Carey on the show, or or and, who your favorite musical artist that you want to see on the show is. Uh, if you yeah. don't want her, I mean. I mean, I'd have to imagine James Hetfield's probably a pretty big NASCAR fan. Let's try to get him on here. <laughs> we've got a uh, we've got a fun show. This just goes to show you what what all the kind of fun we've got. Uh, that was kind of our race review segment. Uh, let us know down below what you guys thought uh, about the racing in Coda. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into a, another segment that we have. Um, I want you guys to know we we have foregone the uh, the scuffed up segment for tonight simply because uh, our fellow dipstick Zachary Bell's not here. Uh, Zach Brown, that would be a that would be a good artist I'm to here, have on the I'm show. I'm here for I'm, that. I'm here for that, sir. I'd be Zach okay Brown with that. I'd, yeah, I'd be good with that. Yeah. I ain't the world's I mean, biggest country fan, but I'd be here for that. Listen, he's the country. Yeah. I've seen him in concert. He does more than country. But uh, so we've replaced scuffed up with, uh, with two other segments that we're going to, that we're going to talk about. We're going to go through. Uh, Number one is one that you guys have seen before. We did it in our uh, first episode of the season. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, feel goods or flats. And uh, for those of you who are unaware, this is the segment where I give this lovely panel uh, a bunch of statements or scenarios or what have you, and they have to tell me whether they, in their opinion, they think it is a feel-good or a flat, and you guys can play along at home. Uh, Let us know what you guys think. And here's our number one. This one's coming right off of uh, CODA this past weekend. And uh, this... Feel good or flat is NASCAR should implement no sca- uh, no staged cautions at every racetrack in 2024. Is that a feel good or a flat? I, I won't, you know, make you guys wait any longer. Um, no, my, I mean, I kind of gave my opinion earlier when we were talking about um, Coda. I, I personally think. Um, that the stage cautions are on the way out. Uh, I think this was kind of a test to see. 
Um, I do understand it at some of the smaller tracks, but I do think going forward that will be something that happens whether it's 2024 or not. I don't know, but I personally, I think it's a feel good. I understand we're trying to, you know, give that break in there so they have like a end of quarter break or whatever like they do in football. But I feel overall they're on the way out. Get them out of here. Let's go. Mike, what say you? Is that a feel good or a flat? Oh, that for me that's a tough one. It's a feel good because, well, I don't. I the less cautions, the better as far as like stopping the race goes. But on the other hand, one for me, we're one race into this. Let's see how the rest go before we actually give a judgment. And two. As I mentioned to some of y'all during the broadcast this weekend, they went to commercial anyways. I'd rather there be a caution if they're going to go to commercial. I don't want to miss green flag racing. Well, I, I think Fox broadcasts have proven that we're going to miss green flag racing either way it goes. So yeah, I don't uh, understand why they went to side by side during caution laps. Like, uh, put full I, screen I ads on like, while we're doing that, please. Like, come on, don't waste like my time with racing. The drone shot on the back stretch of Daytona, just the drone shot of them going by during the commercial. It's like, yeah. why? Well, Zach, uh, what say you? Is that, uh, in your opinion, is that a feel good or a flat? Uh, I feel like that's a feel good. I, I really enjoyed it. Like Dan said, I feel like it's on the way out anyway, and uh, it'll make, just make the races flow better and have more strategic, like implemented to the pit strategy. I got you. Uh, Tommy Williams, he said that was a feel good as well. Ryan, he says it's a flat. Uh, feel free to Ryan to expand on that. Uh, I'm going to say it's a feel good as well. I think uh, even when stage racing came in in 2017, uh, I thought that I, I didn't see any reason why we had to have the caution there. You know, I love the idea of awarding points uh, during the race, but let them run it out. I mean, uh, I do think you'll have, if we did that, I think you'd have a lot of, lot more of drivers winning stage one and stage two. Uh, and maybe even stage three, you may see more drivers sweeping the stages uh, than you do now, but I, I think it's a feel good. I like the racing at Coda, and I think we could see it at um, at others. And I still think, I mean, there's a place for pit strategy at some tracks with stage racing. I mean, you could have teams that decide to forego. <clears throat> Ryan says he's just one of uh, the few who enjoys stage racing and the caution. Love bringing the field back together. It does give drama, and that's, you know, from an entertainment standpoint, it does bunch the field back up. Um, what about the drama of hoping that your driver's not going to run out of gas with three to go? What about the drama of an actual fuel mileage race? I mean, come on. I used to I used to love those days. I, I'm, I'm a, I was a Dell Jr. fan back in the day, and, I mean – I believe it was Michigan race where he won on fuel mileage. And I was like, I was here for it. I was so excited. I mean, you don't get that anymore now with these stage breaks and it puts everybody on the same cycle. And like, it just, it doesn't really give the crew chief really a lot of input as far as when to pit and what to do. It's just, Oh, bring it in, put four tires on. Let's go. That's what everybody else is doing. Like, like Larry Mack says, if you're going to follow the leader, you're going to follow the leader. Ryan says he's okay with no cautions at a road course. Uh, yeah, the stage racing didn't work for them because everybody, like, if you're 
if you want the stage points, you're going to stay out. If you don't want the stage points and you actually want to win the race, you're going to pit with two to go. And, and that kind of, kind of, I I think with this, even just this weekend, it showed that there was two different pitch strategies, two stops, three stops. And I mean, I think that, yeah, Tyler Reddick was originally on the two-stop plan, but he, he wasn't able to make it, so then he had to do a third stop. So, I mean, so I think it kind of really shows that, you know, even without the stages, it still had a lot of fuel strategy involved with who's what. Yeah, yeah especially- it's like towards the end of the race, like with Reddick and Byron. They were talking who's got more, who can make it, and they were just kind of battling back and forth with that. And so especially that caution going, came out. going on what Dan just said, if there would have been a caution at the end of the stage, everybody would have been forced onto a three-stop strategy, and that would have just been that. Like, you couldn't have done just pit at the end of the first stage, pit at the end of the second stage, and then, no, no, we're just going to try to run the entire third stage. You couldn't do that. Yeah. I think there's some other, you know, some other tracks that could benefit from, you know, there are some other mile-and-a-half, two-milers that, you know, you could debate uh you know are we doing you know you could debate on whether we're going to do like four stops or five stops or you know if it were to go all the way um so yeah i think it you know there's definitely strategy either way i'm one of the few and and ryan this is where i understand uh with you kind of being in the minority i'm in the minority of people that actually enjoys when a race gets strung out I actually really enjoy seeing a driver with a five or seven second lead uh, simply because I just, you know, I enjoy watching a dominant performance. Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick is not my driver. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't root for him. I don't not root for him, but I enjoyed watching that performance. I enjoyed watching Alex Bowman at uh, Auto Club in 2020. So, you know, that's kind of how I feel. Uh I'm also a fan of the Bristol dirt race. So, you know, you guys can, you know, (laughs) I'll defend that one. I like the Bristol dirt race too. I mean, personally with it, when it comes to the stage cautions, I still go back to the 2001, I believe it was uh, Aaron's 499 or whatever the spring Talladega race was the Bobby Hamilton one. I mean, the fact that we had 43 cars on track, all like it was all one big pack for 500 miles and no cautions. I mean, like that's just something that's not going to happen nowadays, especially with the stages. Um, but that was just like, that was good, clean racing. There wasn't any like super aggressiveness going on. And it like, they all got out exhausted. They all got out and laid on the ground and like, just had to catch their breath just like they did yesterday at, at Coda because of the heat. But I mean, that that's stuff that I miss from back in the day is, you know, the fact that we were able to go 500 miles with no cautions. The only thing I have to say on that is actually if we were going to do stage cautions anywhere, my recommendation would be the short tracks because when you get that long of a green flag run, I'm not a fan of seeing somebody win a race by two or three laps, okay? I'm just not. Oh, I'm, Kevin Harvick. Oh, know. I'm I'm all for it. I if I love the race, the old races we used to see at Bristol or Martinsville uh, or Richmond, where there was like seven drivers on the lead lap. <laughs> Those were I I thought that was fun because again, it just for me it makes you respect the talent a lot more. Like it makes you respect the the driver. Uh, 
when you have cautions, it's like, yeah, they won the race, but like had the field not gotten bunched up for a stage caution, you know, you know, they probably wouldn't have got that win. And, you know, and, and my driver has benefited off of that. My driver has, has been bitten by that. So, you know, certain ways. Was that Coke 600 where he led like 300 and something laps? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You imagine if that 600 had stage breaks then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Ryan, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of getting a foreshadow into your answer for this next one. Uh, this one also kind of relates to Coda. Uh, NASCAR the, in the Cup Series, we have six road courses on the schedule, uh, if you include the Chicago Street Race. Uh, so uh, the statement that I have for you, and you guys will tell me if this is a feel-good or a flat, NASCAR needs more road courses on the schedule. Is that a feel-good or a flat? For me, I'd say feel-good. I'm a Chase Elliott fan, and he's phenomenal at most road courses. Hey, I, I'm okay with a little bit of fandom there. We, we can go with that. Dan, what say you? Um, I'm okay with the amount, but I prefer different tracks. Um, I'm not a fan of the Indy road course. I'm not a fan of the Roval, personally. I, I know there's people out there who like them. Um, but I, if we're going to do road course racing, let's go to a road course. Let's go to a track that is built for road racing. Um, whether And honestly, I'm really excited about the, the, Chicago, the Chicago street course. Um, I would love to see another city in, in the U.S. do that, whether uh, it be Dallas or um, I know there was some talk at one point of Vegas with, with, the, with the Formula One race they have coming there or like um, the L.A. Um, where they used to do the Toyota celebrity racing i can't think of what what that course was called um but uh i mean something that's built for road racing not something that's oh it's an oval that we're gonna put a couple road course laps and turns in the corners uh in the infield so uh no i i think that the amount is good but the tracks should change for those two specifically I got you. Ryan has made his uh, his opinion very clear. <laughs> he said that is a flat. He uh, Watkins Glen, Sonoma, and the Roval uh, being the only ones. I miss Road America. I would, you know, I I hate that Road America had to be taken off the schedule. I thought the racing there was pretty good. Um, Mike, what say you? Is that a feel good or a flat? I about took my headset off for you even asking me a question like that. That is a flat all day long. I absolutely despise road course racing. I would, I now don't get me wrong. I like it in the other series. To me, it's just not good in NASCAR. It that's just now nah, that's just my opinion. Y'all may have your own opinion, but I absolutely hate it. I wish there were no road courses on the schedule. This I will go fast, turn left. This ain't go fast, turn left, slow down. Okay, go right. Now go fast, get now. Go fast, turn left. As long as they keep Watkins and Glenn and Sonoma on the schedule, I don't care how many they have, but I prefer there to be the amount we have. I could go with six, seven, eight. I would give that, you that those frame. two. I'll give you those two just for the historical factor, but all the other ones can get the hell out. I'm done with them. Just, just no Sonoma with the carousel, right? It has to oh, be. Oh God. No. It has to be Sonoma with the Tommy Williams. That says, That's friend. a feel good. I'm going to say, I I'm going to say, and, and here's where I'm going to, 
get a little technicality. Peyton said she's watching the the parties here now. So, uh, <laughs> Peyton, you can. Uh, she loves road courses, so we can get with that. Um, I'm going to say it's a flat, and here's why. I don't think NASCAR needs more. I don't think NASCAR needs less. I think six is just a good number. We've got 36 races in a Cup Series season. I think six road courses is great. Now, Dan, I do agree with you. I think we should get rid of the – personally, I'd get rid of the Indy road course first. Put it on the uh, oval. Put it on the oval, but get rid of the road course. Bring that I missed Absolutely. Bring us, the, bring us the Indy Oval. Yeah. Um, and I think the, you know, people were concerned about the racing at the Indy Oval. I think the next gen car would fix that. I, I think if they brought the next gen package to Indy Oval, I think it would actually be some pretty good racing. Um, but yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Ryan says we only have more road courses because of the Golden Boy being so good on them. Zach, you're a you're a Chase fan, so I'll I'll let you take that one if you. Uh, I mean, I can't I, I can't really deny that he is good on road courses, but I don't know if that's the reason they're putting more on the schedule or not. Well, so that's up to NASCAR. But uh, I wish we had Road America. I would love to see NASCAR on you know go to. I'd love to see the. Uh, the cup series go to Portland. Uh, you know, that's a market that we don't have uh, in the cup series, uh, that Northwestern region uh, of the country. So, you know, obviously Watkins Glen and Sonoma, they have to stay. I don't mind the Roval. Although if I were to pick a playoff track, I would pick Watkins Glen just because of the historical factor. But <clears throat> I like the Roval, but I really like the Daytona Road Course too. So that's just oh, that's just a big track. I, I liked I liked it a lot, just also because they run the Rolex to say almost the exact same layout, just the sport car track. I say we put in the sport. I say track. we put the NASCAR uh, stock cars on the uh, on the track with IMSA, and we let them run the twenty four hours and let it be a points race for NASCAR at the Daytona Road. Mm-hmm. I don't know about a points race for NASCAR, but I am I'm here for them making it an IMSA class and letting them run oh, yeah. Rolex. Yeah. Well they're they're working on the uh the Camaro to go over there and run Le Mans. So Garage fifty six. Yeah. 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 So I actually got to see that car when I was down there for the twenty four hour race. I had yeah, a, they had it there for the duels too. Oh yeah, that's right. Put yeah, put NASCAR on Nurburgring, we'll be all right. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Uh, all right, I've got one more for you before we move on to our next segment. Um, this one is not regarding the track, but more regarding a certain manufacturer. Uh, all three manufacturers have now won a race uh, this season. Uh, obviously, Chevy has relatively dominated, though, with four wins. Um, and here's my, my last statement. Uh, because of their early dominance Chevrolet will win the 2023 NASCAR cup series championship. Is that a feel good or a flat? Mike, what say you, uh, uh, Dan and Zach went first on the other ones. I'll let you go first here. I'm going to say that's a flat just starting, just going back to my nice little hot takes. I have MTJ winning the championship. So that kind of destroys that. So that's flat. I hope you're right, but it's it is besides the clash, it is not looking. <laughs> yeah, it's early. 
Uh, Ryan says Phantom is hoping it's a flat. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what say you? I know you're a Chevy guy. Is that a feel good or a flat? I am a Chevy guy, and I I want it to be a feel good. I really do. I just feel like they might be peaking a little too early in the season. I feel like uh, overall, you want to be the hot team, the hot manufacturer through July and August into September. And I feel like it might just be a little too early. So I'm going to say it's a flat, um, but hoping, fingers crossed, because I'm a Chevy guy through and through. Every single person on my NASCAR app is, is listed as a Chevy guy. But uh, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it's a feel good. You know, Peyton, I, I appreciate your honesty, but Truex is still eighth in points. I mean, we got to give him something here. Where, I mean, where's Blaney? Not, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I think Blaney's actually a little higher in points, but listen, I'm about to confuse all of the people watching. I'm wearing a Ford hat, saying a Toyota's going to win the championship, and I'm a Chevy guy. <laughs> hey, we're we're all about parody here in the here on Rundown Scuffs. Yeah, I, I had a feeling he was a little higher. Zach, uh, what say you? Is Chevy going to win the championship? Is that a feel-good or a flat? Uh, I want it to be a feel-good, just like Dan, but it's kind of like last year when they had the new car to start out because they've made changes to it this year. Like Actually, Chase Elliott said it. He said, by the end of the season, everyone's going to have it figured out. Like Right now, we have it figured out. By then, everyone's going to be doing the same thing. So, I mean, I wanted to be feel good. Ford's looking pretty good this early, too. You know, Ford's and Chevy's. Toyota's not looking so great, but they have some runners up there. Yeah, I think the the Toyota front runner, if it's, I mean, if it's not Tyler Reddick, it's uh, Christopher Bell right now. I think they're, the 20 team has, has done pretty well. Uh, I'm going to say it's a feel good. And uh, here's why, uh, Zach, you're going to, I'm going to be your new favorite person because I think <laughs> Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott's going to come back and do his best Kyle Busch impression. Uh, with a vengeance. I think he's going to come back, he's going to dominate, and he's going all the way winning the championship. I think as soon as Chase Elliott got injured, I was like, he's about to win this championship. So He's going to be hungry coming back. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see how that turns out. Um, I think it's a feel-good. Uh, let us know down in the comments what you guys think. Uh, it's time for us to move on to a new segment. Uh, that we have and uh, we don't have a graphic for this one because I sprung it on Zach super last minute and <laughs> wasn't able to uh, to get a graphic made up for it but uh, that's what you get when you're when you're rolling with the punches um, speaking of rolling with the punches that's not that is not what the segment's called but that's what it should have been called it should have <laughs> been called rolling with the punches hindsight hindsight Yep, hindsight it's now called rolling with the punches <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, we don't have a graphic yeah we don't have a why do you even mention that wasn't what it was called that's just what we're calling it done <laughs> that's what it says on my uh on my uh, uh script for the show yeah, yeah same right. here rolling with the punches well then someone sent y'all a different script than they sent me and and i <laughs> Well, then there's some good which plagiarism because we've gone blind by line, which is sad because I'm the one that I'm the one that wrote it, so <laughs> and sent it out. So. Uh, nonetheless, now this is something we're going to call race day match card. Uh, for those of you who know me, and and this is a little bit of uh, education for those of you who don't, uh, NASCAR is my number one love uh, in the world, but occasionally there is a uh, there is something that that takes the the first spot from NASCAR, if only for a week. 
Uh, and this is one of those weeks. I'm a WWE fan. I'm a wrestling fan. And uh, WrestleMania is this week. Uh, and we've got a, a fun two days of wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, be sure to hit me up. We can talk about that all day long. Uh, just like we can NASCAR. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, <clears throat> but in the spirit of WrestleMania, I started thinking, you know, We've had some uh, we've had some pretty good fights uh, in NASCAR. Ryan Hill, he's excited for WrestleMania. I am too. I'm ready for it. Uh, in the spirit of WrestleMania, though, we've had some pretty pretty good fights uh, here in uh, in NASCAR, and I wanted a- each person on this team to uh i i have it peyton i I have it it's washed up it's ready to go for for saturday and sunday i just not wearing it on the show tonight um who but my the tribal chief roman reigns no yeah you know that that was petty dude (laughs) when you when you're a champion for 900 plus days dan maybe you can get your own shirt (laughs) i don't need to be a champion to get my own shirt but okay (laughs) <laughs> uh oh ryan not you too yes i mean i know we disagreed on everything in the questions earlier but come on <laughs> i told you i'm i'm stealing i'm stealing him from zach a little bit at a time and considering zach's not here tonight i'm i'm gonna have ryan on my side here. you're making strides tonight <laughs> i know i know uh <laughs> dan is a champion that's right. Thank you, Tommy. But uh, um, anyway, before we get completely off on the off on that tangent, I, I completely agree with you, Ryan. Um, but in, in NASCAR fashion, I asked uh, each person to build a five match uh, match card uh, for NASCAR, uh, and it can be fights that have happened in NASCAR or fights that you would like to see happen in NASCAR past, present, future. Uh, and I'm interested to see what you guys came up with. I know that all of you have been doing some research. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys came up with. Uh, <clears throat> Mike, why don't we start with you? What, what say you for your, for your all five right, minutes? To open the show for the evening. We would have a little bit of a big fight, which was the Clint Boyer versus Jeff Gordon, where the teams were pretty much beating the ever-loving crap out of each other in the garage area. And then second second fight of the night, we would have the Matt Kenseth versus Brad Kozlowski fight, where Kenseth was trying to charge in and beat the crap out of Brad Kozlowski in between the haulers. And then for the third fight of the night, a little bit of a low point for the night. We got to have the John West Townley versus Spencer Gallagher fight. That one was just fun to watch. Worst fight in NASCAR history, but the funniest, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then boosting the night up, we've got the Jeff Gordon, Brad Keselowski fight on pit road where they were talking, 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 and then it just blew up out of nowhere. Somebody must have said something. And then for the final fight of the night, main card, we have the Kyle Busch-Joey Logano fight in 
2017 where Kyle Busch walked up, didn't even say a word, and just socked Joey right in the face. And I was like, now that, now that, that was good. <laughs> Peyton. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, Give it time. Yeah, yeah. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man match. <laughs> Zach, what say you? What kind of matches do you have on your match card? You're muted. You're muted. All right, so I got it. I got it. So I actually had a few of the same ones that Mike had. One of the, my first ones was the uh, Gordon Kozlowski he was talking about. I actually was watching that clip back today, and it was uh, Kevin Harvick, the number four on your hat. He is the one who helped that. He actually pushed Kozlowski <laughs> back towards Gordon, mm -hmm. and that's how he got a hold of him. So uh, that would be my first one. Uh, my second one would probably be Tony Stewart and Joey Logano at Auto Club in 2013. Where he's like, I'm gonna beat his ass. That was probably <laughs> one, of, one of the best interviews ever. Uh, third one would be uh, Gordon and Boyer at Phoenix, where the whole pit crew was beating the crap out of each other. Then I would have liked to see uh, Bowman and Hamlin at Martinsville 2021, when Bowman went and won the race, and then Hamlin was on the front stretch trying to stop him from doing his burnout. That would have been a cool fight to see. And then the last one, of course, the biggest fight of the night: Hamlin Chastain. Can I just add? So, a are, you, so are you going to make Hamlin fight Bowman and Chastain like back to back? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think I think he can take it. <laughs> we'll see. I think he can take Chastain. I just sure. want to add a cut. Tony Stewart's going to cut a promo and throw a helmet at Matt Kenseth. That's an honorable <laughs> mention. That is the honorable mention for sure. Dan, what say you? What, what's your match card looking like? So my my first two are going to be kind of a little lopsided. Um, and being as I'm I'm a little bit older than two of you anyways um i mean i am the oldest one here but still um i'm going back to 2002 kurt bush jimmy spencer indianapolis <laughs> I, like i said it's gonna be lopsided kurt bush ain't gonna have a chance but dadgummit <laughs> i wish i could have seen that live in person uh Number two, uh, it's a little, like I said, another little lopsided one. Um, although I do think this would be a little bit closer, uh, we're going to go 2013 with Tony Stewart and Joey Logano, like was mentioned earlier. Um, I believe that was at Michigan or Auto Club. I'm pretty sure it was Michigan. Um, I mean, you could tell he was pissed that, about that something. Was, that was Auto Club. Was it Auto Club? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, my, my third one's actually going to be 2016 with Cole Custer, John Hunter Nemechek, uh, at the road course, uh, I say it was Canadian Tire, where basically Custer comes down and just tackles him at the start finish line <laughs> uh, after the race. Uh, I, I feel like that would be a good good fight there. Um, for my next to last match, I'm actually going to go back to 2002 again. This time with Greg Biffle and Kevin Harvick. Um, that would I, that I feel like would have been a really good one. Um, both of them are are, are fairly hot heads and. I feel like would make make a good fight, and I actually make the third round. I was originally going to do a triple threat match, um, but then whenever I put Harvick in the, the next to last match, I was like, no, I can't have him in back to back matches. So it's going to be a lumberjack match, um, and Kevin Harvick is the lumberjack on the outside with Brad Keselowski and Jeff Gordon from the Shove in 2014. <clears throat> That's a good one. Well, mine. Uh... <laughs> My my match opener, and, and I can piggyback off of that, Dan. My match opener is actually a triple threat match with Harvick and Keselowski and Jeff Gordon uh, from that from that incident. Um, 
I'm glad we all four had that same incident. Yeah, we all yeah, we all had that. Yeah, it was a good incident. It was it was good. Uh, I think having a triple threat match between the three of them would be. I think Harvick would win. He's got that wrestling background that he he does. Yeah, he's a little bit of a grappler. Uh, my my second one after after seeing a, a very far away shot of it because that was all they got, <clears throat> but after seeing the shot that he threw, <laughs> I, can, I can't have a Mania match card without Austin Hill and Myatt Snyder. I didn't even think about that. So he said that mean, shot. <laughs> Uh, I, I gotta have old tree. I and I put that in that two slot because I don't think the match would last very long. But I, <laughs> I Austin, you know. Tommy with the dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my uh for my mid middle of the show, I'm gonna put uh we're gonna have a major handicap match. It's gonna be Ross Chastain versus the field. Uh, Peyton, you you kind of mentioned that one. I think you know just having him fight literally everyone um i think and, just do a royal rumble match and let him be the first entrant <laughs> for a for another uh kind of filler match i did put tony stewart and joey logano just because i i again i don't think that one would last very long <laughs> um, no no but for my main event uh, and Dan, I know, I know you said that you were a little bit older, but I, I went back. This is the OG. My main event is Kelly Arborough and Donnie Allen. <laughs> when you said you were doing some research earlier, I had a feeling that was going to be your number one. I was like, yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to stick with ones that I witnessed personally, that, or at least was like watching live on TV. I almost went back to the Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt one at Bristol, um, but that was a little bit before my time, and before I was like me watching every every race religiously, so. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Oh, I I want to watch it. I want to watch. I want to watch Yarbrough and and Allison go at it. I want to see them them go at it. Happy birthday to uh, Kale Yarbrough, by the way. Yes. Uh, so very cool for him. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting uh, Mania match cards. I, I think uh, these could rival WrestleMania this weekend. So. Uh, I appreciate you guys playing along and all of you guys in the comments for playing along on that. Uh, we've seen a lot of fights uh, in, in NASCAR. No Logano versus Kenseth. I I think it's because we all have, you know, Mike had one. Yeah. Yeah, Kenseth already took care of that. And he just kind of, <laughs> Kenseth just threw the shades on and walked out of the arena. That's, yeah. Yeah, like there, there, there was no need to fight after that. Like he just smacked him in the mouth and walked away, pretty much. Plus, Ryan, I gave you enough crap for that one last week, so yeah, we can't well. beat that horse too much. Yeah. Nonetheless, we've got. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend for those of you who watch wrestling, and uh, for those of you who don't watch wrestling, we still have a, a weekend full of racing uh, that we have to to cover. So I'll be pulling double duty on Saturday and Sunday, watching racing and wrestling. Um, this is the first week uh, where we've had multiple series racing that they're not all at the same track. Uh, the truck series will be racing. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the truck series race uh, is going to be at Texas on Saturday uh, our good friend Zachary Bell, he's not on the show tonight, but he is planning on being there. So if you're, if you happen to be in Texas for that truck race, 
Uh, I'm sure he'd love to, to meet up with you guys. Uh, and Cup and Xfinity are both racing in Richmond this weekend. And uh, I got to get some race picks from you guys. So it's uh, it's time for us to, to make our picks for this race weekend. Um, before we get into it, I'm going to, uh, I got to pull it up here. Uh, Zachary Bell did give us his picks for the, uh, for this weekend. Uh, for the Truck Series race, he picked Carson Hosevar. Uh, for Xfinity, he picked Derek Krause, who's driving the number 10 for Colleague Racing. Uh, and uh, in the Cup Series, he picked his uh, Denny Hamlin. Do you guys sense some favoritism in Zach's picks? Like, yeah, I, I mean, a little bit. two out of three is his favorite all-time Whoa. drivers. A little fanboying there. <laughs> Just but, a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised with, with Hosevar, but you know, other than oh. that, I mean, it was pretty much what was uh, what was expected. <laughs> yeah, I say, uh, what, did, what did he say about our picks the other week? Weak sauce. That's what it was. Weak yeah. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to come back next week, and he's going to say we only talk crap about him when he's not here. <laughs> oh, of course. No, we we no, we all know that's not. We true. all know I'm not afraid to say it to somebody's face. <laughs> Uh, Mike, what say you? What are your picks for this weekend? Trucks are in Texas and Xfinity Cup in Richmond. So for the truck race, I've got Matt Crafton. I mean, he's got an average finish of 8.8 over 42 races, which is just incredible. And then for the, um, for the Xfinity race at Richmond, I've got, uh, Dan's son, John Hunter Nemechek. <laughs> and then for the cup race, it's kind of hard to not pick Kyle Bush. I mean, he has six wins over 34 races, average finish of seven, and and he's never DNF'd at Richmond. Like that, I gotta go with Kyle Bush on that one. Interesting picks. Damn, what say you? What are your picks for this weekend in uh, Richmond and Texas? Um, I feel like there's really only two strong options for the truck race. Um, and Mike actually left both of them for me, uh, in my opinion. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Christian Eckes. Uh, I know he uh, he's already won once this season. Um, and I, I feel like he can pull it off again at a similar track. Um, as far as Xfinity... Uh, I, f I feel like this is going to be uh, like a Josh Berry type race for uh, as far as the, the Xfinity Series this weekend. I feel like overall, JRM, as always, is competitive. Uh, they bring good cars to the track, but I feel like overall this is something that uh, he could really excel at as far as this weekend. Uh, and for Cup, it's a little early in the season for me still for as far as like figuring out who the favorite is. Um, but I, I feel like Kendrick obviously is kind of hitting on all cylinders right now, minus one or two drivers. Um, but uh, I'm actually going to go with Alex Bowman. Good pick. Zach, what say you for, for your picks for this weekend? All right. So trucks, I was picking Zane Smith. Uh, for Xfinity, I agree with Dan. Josh Berry, I think he can get it done on this track. It's very, it's very in his wheelhouse, I think. And then uh, Cup, I'm thinking Ryan Blaney because he's he's always been there, but fallen sh just short this season. It seems like I, I think he's going to get done, get his first win in the season. 
Well, Peyton Lore is uh, is a fan of Zach's now uh, with a Ryan Blaney pick there. <clears throat> uh, for my picks, I'm going to go for the truck series. I'm going to go with Stuart Friesen. Uh, he's done well at Texas in the past, and I, I think that Friesen's got a good shot to, to get it done. Um, for Xfinity, I'm going to – I think uh, we've seen Austin Hill have a lot of success. I'm going to go with Sheldon Creed. I think uh, Sheldon Creed gets his first Xfinity win. Uh, he ran well at uh, Richmond last year. He just uh, didn't have the best of luck there. Uh, so I think Sheldon Creed can get it done, especially with RCR's speed uh, in the Xfinity series this year. And for the Cup, there are very few racetracks uh, where I feel confident in picking my favorite driver. Uh, Richmond is one of them, though. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr., uh, he's always good at Richmond. He ran well at New Hampshire last year, which is a similar track uh, in it being a short, flat track. So uh, I think the 19 can get it done. He won the Clash earlier this year, which is uh, it's a lot shorter, but it is still a short, flat track like Richmond can be. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it today. I, either, uh, either I'm doubly disappointed or I'm doubly excited for, for an MTJ win. So. Uh, with that being said, that's uh, pretty well been our show for tonight. It's been a uh, another lovely Monday evening with all of you, uh, all of you guys here in the studio, and all of you watching. Uh, we really appreciate uh, everybody watching. And uh, Dan, before we get going, I know you uh, you'd like to give a NASCAR fantasy update for our NASCAR fantasy live. Yeah, uh, I know it's been a couple weeks since we talked about it, um, but I do want to go back and and uh, at least announce some of the winners from the, from the weekly competitions and then also give a points update as far as who the leader is. Um, but going back to Daytona was Rob Rich. I'm pretty sure we talked about him. Um, Auto Club was Jordan Vlatch, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, and then Las Vegas and Phoenix was won by, I'm not sure who this person is in real life. I just know that their online name is OLTC or O-L-E-T-C. Um, if you're watching, please let us know who you are, if you don't mind, so we can call you out by, by your name. Um, and then Atlanta was won by Tom Willoughby, the setup man. Uh, I was a close second in that one, a little bummed out. Um, and then Jordan Vlatch won again this weekend at Circuits of the America. Um, and then overall, currently right now, uh, we have Jordan Vlatch as the current leader with OTC and uh, Tom Willoughby, the setup man, in a close third. So hey, I got I got, my first, uh, I got my first top five. Oh, did you? Congrats, congrats! Yeah. Uh, if if we're looking at the overall standings, um, actually, in in the group, uh, I'm pretty sure Zach Williams is uh, the person I think he is on the Ooh. thing, um, and he's in fourth place. Uh, Mike, you're in seventh. Justin's in eighth. I'm in ninth, unfortunately. And Zach Bell is in 10th out of 12. But if you guys aren't signed up, look us up on NASCAR Fantasy Live or NASCAR Live Fantasy and NASCAR Fantasy Live. Um, look up running on scuffs just like it is on the website and in the top, top corner over there. Um, but uh, we will be playing all season long. Um, it's a pretty easy way to learn to play fantasy. So if you would like to join us, sign on up. Um, make sure you uh, like and subscribe on all the fantasy or all the uh, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitters, whatever the social media are that we have now. Um, but uh, yeah, just wanted to give the update. 
there is a link uh, on the on the Run on Scuffs website as well if you want to join and and play for yourself. Uh, we do. Uh, I try to keep the website updated with the result top five results as well as the top five in standings. Uh, and there is a link at the top of that uh, fantasy page on our website. Uh, if you uh, are not a part of our fantasy live league and you'd like to join, uh, like Dan said, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and you might be on our website and get shouted out on our show. So uh, for sure. That's the uh, link for the NASCAR live fantasy. Yeah. Be sure to be sure to copy that and, and join us. We, we love to have, more and more people to beat us because besides Zach Williams, the rest of us haven't been doing so hot. So I was yeah, doing we, pretty crappy at the beginning of the season and I started yeah. to pick it up. Um, but yeah, it's been a great show. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, keep sending us in your comments. Uh, you know, we want to know your thoughts on, on the racing, uh, not just from Coda, but also getting ready for Richmond and, uh, you know, getting ready for, for that weekend as well. And WrestleMania weekend for those, uh, for those wrestling fans out there. So we, we appreciate it. Uh, obviously check us out on our website, check us out on all of our socials, uh, for, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate all the support that we've been getting over these last few weeks. Uh, and, and really the last few months, we really appreciate it. And we look forward to being with you. Audio versions of this podcast are available on all of the platforms listed below. Um, and I'm so glad I made that back when we created it because I forgot all the all the platforms that we were on. But it's a lot of them, so you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, with that, we're going to get our closing, uh, closing comments. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. You have any closing comments for us? Just ready for another exciting weekend. Can't wait to see who manages to win all the races. And as always, race hail, praise Dale. That's right. Zach, what say you for your closing comments here? Uh, it was a great show. Glad I got to hang out with you guys for a little bit. Uh, look forward to next week's races and also look forward to what Zach has to cover uh, when he gets back from the Texas race. Absolutely. Be on the lookout for that. If he sends us anything, we'll be, uh, we'll be sure to, uh, to post it on our, on our socials and, uh, potentially on our website as well. So, uh, Dan, what say you for your closing comments, sir? Uh, if you love the show, make sure you give it a like subscribe on all of our social medias. Like I said earlier, if you didn't like the show, look up Zachary bell, cinema DM, tell him you hated it. You can't believe we, we would even put a show out like this. Um, so any hate mail is forwarded directly to Zachary. Um, so make sure you, you find him and uh, definitely send that to him. But uh, no, we're, we're, we're thinking of Zach. Obviously, um, uh, it's not a, a, a thing we all want to experience, but unfortunately, most of the time in life we do. Um, I personally have been affected here last last week or two with, with two uh, deaths and, and not necessarily my direct family, but definitely some close family friends. Um, but um, yeah, as always, tune in next week. We'll be here. Uh, we'll be loud and uh, we'll definitely be talking racing. That's absolutely right. We, uh, our thoughts are with you, Zach. We, uh, like Dan said, we're, you know, we're thinking of you, uh, and we look forward to seeing the content you get, uh, from Texas on a, on a lighter note. Uh, as always, we're, our hearts go out to those affected by any recent storms and the, you know, and the shooting that happened, uh, in Nashville earlier today. Um, our hearts and, and our thoughts go out to anyone who's affected by that. <clears throat> and, uh, 
As always, uh, I'm going to do my best Zach impression. I want to thank uh, I want to thank my parents for supporting uh, my NASCAR addiction, and I want to thank uh, Zach's parents for supporting his, uh, since he's not here to to give that signature sign off himself. But uh, we really appreciate everybody for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week on Running on Scuffs. <laughs>